Hello and welcome back to our series on the names and attributes of God. This is lesson number six, and today we're going to talk about one of the most misunderstood names of God. Uh, We're going to talk about one of perhaps the best understood attribute, and uh, we're going to merge the two together, and we're going to take a little bit of time here at the end. where I'm going to I'm going to do what I do where I I just let the music play and uh, give you a few minutes to spend time with God and and journal some things and, and reflect, okay? Uh so let's open up with a word of prayer and then we'll get into uh, the topic. So heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we stand before you. We thank you, Lord God, uh for making yourself known to us in so many ways. We thank you, Father, that Uh, We can come under your throne no matter whether we're rejoicing, hurting, laughing, crying, whatever it is, Lord God, however we find ourselves, we can come unto you. We praise you, Lord God, that you see past uh, our sin, you see past our wrongdoing, our transgression, and you see your children washed in the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for that sacrifice that you've made for each one of us. We thank you, Lord God, that you are who you say you are, and we thank you and praise you that you prove it. So, Father, today as we join together and study your word and and come to seek who you are, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you would prepare the hearts of your children to take that next step to find you. Father, that they, they would see that you are there to meet them wherever they're at. Father, anoint my lips to speak and anoint their ears to listen in and to receive. In the name of Jesus and all God's children said, Amen. Some common feelings that we deal with in day-to-day life, we feel tired, right? Uh, How many of you on a daily basis say this phrase, Wow, I'm tired. Because I know that I say it at least Sunday through Sunday. Uh, there's, there's not a day that goes by that at some point I don't probably say, I'm tired. The reason that we often feel so tired is because we're worn out, we're stressed, and, and we just feel a heaviness, right? Uh, you, you completely feel overwhelmed, and, and sometimes we use terminology like, I feel drained, I feel trashed, I feel just you know, gone. I, there, there's, there's so many different ways to put what stress does to you. But today we're going to look at a name of God uh, that, that's there for us. And before, I guess before I get into the name, I, I, I'm feeling inclined to start with the attribute. So let's look at what we know about God and what we generally, I would say, have a good understanding of before we get into this name uh, that is probably the least understood. So his his attribute that we want to cover today is that he is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. And when we look at those common feelings of being tired, worn, stressed, heavy laden, things like that, we, we can see sometimes, if, if we're looking, that is, we can see that God is all-powerful in the situation. Sometimes we'll, uh, you know, clearly see that he's there in our situation to 
bail us out. He's there to um, bear the burden with us, to ease the stress, to walk us through, wake us up a little bit. Amen. And and so God is all powerful. We have an we have a tendency to just know that we know that we know that God is in control. Amen. And so that brings us to the opposite side of things. Sometimes we know that we know that we know, and it's like, you know what? Yeah, God's got this. But there's other times in life that that things just don't seem to be going well, right? Maybe maybe you've experienced that. Things are just going completely off course. You don't think that things are going well with you. Um, and maybe that sounds all too familiar. You come to a place where you find yourself greater than tired, greater than worn, greater than heavy laden. You're just, what we say, done. Okay? Today we want to talk about the Lord of Hosts. And the Lord of Hosts, in the Hebrew, is Jehovah Sabaoth. Uh, Some pronounce it Jehovah Sabaoth. This is a name that not a lot of people really get. You look at it and and you read, you know, the Lord of Hosts. The, the Lord of Hosts is in some of the songs that we sing in our churches. But what, what does it mean? Okay. Um, when we look at other names of God, sometimes it, it's, it's almost like they're more obvious. Um, so in the last lesson, we looked at Jehovah Shammah, God is there. It was kind of kind of obvious. Uh, we looked at El Elyon, God Most High, and that one somewhat obvious. We looked at Jehovah Nisi, a banner over our lives. But Jehovah Sabaoth, not quite as obvious. What, what does it mean to serve the Lord of Hosts? Well, this is the name of God that you're going to call on when you're tired, when you're worn, when you're stressed, when you're heavy. Now, follow along with me here. Obviously, um, for, for most of us here, especially if you're not quite comfortable calling on these different names of God, you're just going to step into the presence and go, Lord, I need help. Jesus, I need you right now. Okay? I'm at, you, you cry out to heaven. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm, I'm, I'm fried. There's nothing more I can do. I need you to intervene. This is where you call on the name Jehovah Sabaoth. This particular name is found in a lot of scripture. Okay? It's found particularly in a lot of Old Testament scripture. If you've ever read through a a lot of the Old Testament, there can be a good bit of, um, well, a a good bit of drear to it. It it can be a little on the uh, saddening side sometimes. So Jehovah Sabaoth is specifically mentioned 52 times in the book of Zechariah. It's mentioned 83 times in Jeremiah, 24 times in Malachi. 
and there's there's others, but those those are the the bulk ones. Um, if you want to read one specific scripture reference, I would turn you to Malachi one fourteen. That would that would be um, the scripture reference that I would ask you to read, and of course. I, I kind of like to ask you just to read that on your own time. That way I can uh, at least say that I've asked you to do a little bit of reading on your own. Um, at, at the end of yourself, there is a God. Amen? At the end of yourself, there is a God. A deliverer. A hiding place. A refuge. And his name is Jehovah Sabaoth. Okay. Uh, now this this name it, it gets misunderstood because no one uh, no one really teaches on it. Nobody gets into what the names of God really mean. Nobody tends to get into um, you know. This, this is our God. This is the greatness of our God. It's, it's glossed over because it can be difficult to teach. Turn with me in your Bible, if you have it, to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17. I want to begin in verse 42 and read through verse 47. This is how it reads. I'll read it from the King James. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth, and ruddy, and of a far of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog, that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air to the beasts of the field. Can we see where the where that uh, drear is in the Old Testament readings like I was just talking about? Continuing to verse uh, 45 here. Then said David unto the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you has defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, I will take thine head from thee, and I will give it, I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, to the wild beasts of the earth, using his words against him, all and, and, and that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And do we know what happened yet? Right, right after that, David put the stone into his slingshot, and he gave it a goodly sling, and it plunged into the Philistine's forehead. And he fell upon his face. Now it fell upon his face is what it reads in verse 49. You see, David right here 
uses that name, the Lord of Hosts. I I can't help it. Whenever I whenever I come to the story of David and Goliath, I accidentally let my mind revert to the Veggie Tales song, and I see this little piece of broccoli that's bouncing up against. I think it's a big asparagus, um, you know, and and. The little tiny broccoli says, I say little guys can do big things too. He comes to him in the name of the Lord of hosts. Everybody's at their end. Okay, they, they see a giant before them. But folks, it's important for us to know as believers that the giant before us is going to fall. And sometimes by the time we're finally face to face with the giant, I can tell you right now, I'm speaking to myself, I feel the spirit moving on me. Sometimes we come face to face with the giant. And that is the moment of being at the end of our rope. That's the moment where we say, all right, God, this one is all you because I got nothing. That's a big dude. I can't do this without you. And so so David comes unto this gigantic Philistine, okay? And and remember he's he's young. It says he's in his youth. And and and, and I I can't imagine you know there there must be some some stirring within him standing before a giant and then that's not bad enough. The giant threatens him and says I'm going to give your flesh to the birds and to the beasts. Now I'm sorry, but sometimes when when you're standing up against a giant and then the giant threatens you, what's the easiest course of action? Turn around and run, right? But David didn't turn around and run. David turned into the arms of Jehovah Sabaoth. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. I'm at the end of myself, Goliath, but prepare to meet my God. Amen? I might be a little guy and you might be gigantic, but prepare to meet my God, the God of the armies of Israel. Have you found yourself in that situation? You're just at the end of yourself. Goliath is is standing in front of you and and he calls you out and he mocks you and he makes fun of you. You're small. You're not going to win this fight. You'll never do it. But God, amen? And it takes... It takes the courage it takes some strength from within to stand up and say oh oh i might look small but you're not here to fight with me you're here to battle jehovah sabaoth the lord of hosts i'm at the end of myself i'm i'm not putting this battle in my hands i'm putting this battle in his hands and he's going to come after you and with a sling and a rock I'm going to take you down. You might be giant, 
and this pebble might be minuscule, but I'm going to sling it anyway, and I'm going to prevail. All right, uh, we, we find ourselves at, at the end of the rope. We find ourselves discouraged, disgusted, despairing. Sometimes, sometimes it takes something big to get our attention. And, and we try and try and try to do so many things on our own. And it doesn't work and it doesn't work and it doesn't work. Until finally, we say, you know what, God? I'm putting this one in your hands. I'm done trying. This one's yours. And so, God says, I got this. God says, I'm here to be your deliverer. Take refuge in me. I'm your hiding place. All right, sometimes sometimes we use the mountain moving example and other times we use the Goliath slaying example to talk about faith, the faith it takes to do something, the trust it takes, the, the, the believing in God that it takes to accomplish whatever it is you're up against. Sometimes it takes something way bigger than you to turn you into the arms of God. I don't know why we're wired like that, but we are. And here's 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 what we need to get a grip on is God is not a phony. God is not some some jack in a box that just, you know, pops up here and there and doesn't actually do any, anything for you. He's not, he's not a genie in a bottle that you rub a few times and he comes out and says, well, you got three wishes, so choose wisely. No, we're talking about a God who's going to see you through every battle. Let me tell you, folks, there's something to be said for fighting the battle in the name of Jesus. There's something to be said when you're at your wit's end and you say, God, this is yours. Because that, that, that's, an, that's a moment of surrender. Okay? Now, it might not look, when you read the scripture, it might not look like David is surrendering. Because he goes through, and he puts on Saul's armor, and he arms himself, and then he goes out to the battlefield. But you know what? We, we kind of do the same thing. We put up as mu- we put on as much armor as we can, we go into the battlefield, just like David did, and we come face to face with the giant. It's, it's not about the armor that we're putting on. It's about how we go about slaying the giant. Are you going to take slaying the giant into your own hands, or are you going to give it to Jehovah Sabaoth? the Lord of hosts? That's the question. I I, want to give you a life application, something to think about. Okay? And and this is the part where I'm going to give you a few minutes just to be. Okay? 
Flip your Bible open, grab your journal, take out a pen, get ready to spend some time with God here for a few minutes. I want you to think about this. When did you last feel at the end of your rope? For some of you, I'm going to tell you, it was probably earlier today. For some of you, it might have been just this past week. Okay? Uh, this, This world puts a lot of pressure on us. And we come to the end of our rope probably more often than is actually healthy. But this is what I want you to ponder. I want you to reflect on this. Ask the Lord. When did I last feel at the end of the rope? What did I do about it? Ask the Lord. Let let him bring it back to your remembrance. Once he's brought back to your remembrance, and, and maybe it's so fresh that you don't need the help. Maybe, you know, if it was earlier today, you go, oh no, I was at the, I was facing Goliath earlier today. That was only two hours ago. Uh, that and That's okay. It happens to all of us. If it was recent, just ask the Lord this. Did I give it over to you? Could I have given it over to you sooner? God is for us, folks. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Spend the next four or five minutes here in the presence of God, pondering, reflecting when you last felt at the end of your rope, what you did about it, and ask him, Lord, could I have given it over sooner? Take the next few minutes on that.
right, we'll go ahead and uh, bring you back here. And I just want to just want to close you out with with word of encouragement. Earlier today, I was just thinking about you know the way that God leads us through things, and and how sometimes we struggle to take the next step on our own. Sometimes the water has to really be rocking for us to do anything. I considered, uh, you know, the, the, the disciples in the ship, and if, if the water was fair, would they have run to Jesus and said, save us, we might drown. No, they wouldn't have. There, there would have been no, n- nothing for Jesus to say, quiet, be still to the wind, because the, there, there would be nothing going wrong. There would be nothing upsetting their vessel. But sometimes when life gets hard, Sometimes when, when things don't look good and we're at the end of our rope, that's the moment that we have to go. And we have to say, all right, God, this is, this is it. It's, it's time, for, time for you to step in and, and intervene. Sometimes we wait too long and I'll encourage you if if you've waited too long on something, repent and and ask ask the Lord to forgive you for for not being attentive to uh, you know maybe the the nudge of His Spirit. Sometimes it takes a storm before we'll finally step out of the boat. And God wants you to know that when the storm comes, when the when the mountains in your road. When the giant is before you on the battlefield, he is there to deliver you. He is the Lord of hosts. His name has been called Jehovah Sabaoth. Take some time this week and ask the Lord how you can find rest in him. Uh, That's going to be your journaling exercise. Lord, how can I find rest in you? Again, I can't stress it enough. If you want to take that next step in your relationship with the Lord, I would encourage you very strongly uh, to to get into this swing of journaling. I know it can seem really tedious right at first, um, but it's a growth process. And, uh, you know, if you're uh, like me, if you're six six feet, three inches tall now, uh, look back 10 years ago, I wasn't. And... There, there was some, there was some growing pains involved with getting there, and it's the same with your walk with Christ. Uh, so if if you're at four feet tall right now in Christ, five years ago, how tall were you? How tall are you gonna be in five years, in six years, in eight years? Are you still gonna be four feet tall? Are you gonna, are you gonna grow a little bit? Are you gonna be five feet? Are you gonna be six feet? What, what's What's going to happen is ultimately up to you. It's up, it's up to you to put the work in 
and, and make the effort to grow the relationship. Um, so, so just ask the Lord. Say, Lord, how can I find rest in you? And wait for him to respond. Heavenly Father, I do thank you again for this time. Thank you, Lord God, for being the Lord of hosts. I pray, Lord God, that uh, each one of us would come to a stronger understanding of what that name means and who you are as the Lord of hosts. I pray each one of us, Lord, would would find ourselves calling on the name Jehovah Sabaoth in the in the darkest hour. Father, I consider your word. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. I'm at the end of myself, Lord. I'm walking through a dark place, and there you are. Father, I thank you for being a refuge and a shelter and a hiding place for us, a deliverer. I thank you, Lord God, for all that you're doing in the lives of your children right now. And I pray in the name of Jesus that it would be fruitful, Lord God, for them to apply what they're hearing, what they're learning, what they're taking in from you. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you would outpour your blessing upon them. And it is in your name, Lord God, that we give you praise, honor, and thanks. All God's children said, Amen. Y'all have a good week. And we will meet back here in a few days uh, to continue into lesson number seven. God bless you and have a good one.